Well, hello there. E.K. the Writing Help here again with yet another episode of the story, the Clancy's story. Clancy 76 is a Jamaican yard story. Today we bring you chapter 14 and it goes something like this. Going home can mean a lot of different things for different people at any given time. And this day too, for the young couple, it meant a lot. They were going home for the very first time together as husband and wife. They were going home to their very own brand new house. And they were going home to start their own family, which was already growing with a child on the way. Though many did not know it yet. Others, though, might have suspected it. They are in the neighborhood now and nearing the house. The adrenaline had begun to flare up within. What awaited them beyond that point? Neither of them had any concrete idea because neither of them had walked that way before. But it was now all theirs for the taking. It's all theirs to do, but with no one in terms of family within miles. There will be nobody to call on in the event they run into trouble. A scary thought to somebody there, but who? Clancy reached over for Debbie's hand and squeezed it reassuringly. They had just pulled up within sight of the sprawling new housing scheme and hence nearing home. Devon had earlier said something to the effect that he was taking the couple out to a cozy little spot, something he had found nearby. But he had urged them to drop off the luggage first. He pulled the car up in front of the house, framed securely by neck-high concrete wall, complete with corrugated steel stakes, with square thinning points atop. That's gross, Debbie whispered a complaint. What is? That ugly fence. We are going to have to do something about it, and soon. Meanwhile, Devon Fly opened the trunk of the car and quickly slid out of the driver's seat, walking briskly around towards the rear of the car where the luggage was stored. He grabbed a suitcase with one hand while fiddling with the keys in the other as he walked towards the corrugated steel gate, inserted the key and opened up the gate. Then stepping aside, he beckoned to the others to enter and then, from behind her, he was to have walked up beside Debbie, placed a hand around her waist. Welcome home, cuz, he said, to your very own home. They waited on the paved walkway while Clancy hesitated just a moment before mounting up the first of three steps up to the front door. Devon rest the suitcase down beside him. He then placed the other hand around Debbie, encircling her slender but firm body. She was to then lift her own hands and place them on top of her cousin's at navel height. She turned her neck and tilted her head upward in order to face him. Looking straight into his eyes, she said, Thank you, cuz, for everything. Clancy climbed up the tree-rung flight of stairs, shook shaking the bunch of keys that Devon had given him. He tossed it up about nose height, then caught it again, and then did a little shuffle. His stance was to have widened with a sort of left, right, left planting of the feet. 
he turned around, looking, looking back briefly at the two of them. Devon and Debbie, who was there giggling with delight, well, sort of. He inserted the key into the lock on the door, turned it, click. Slowly, he turned his head, showing off a cheeky smile. He looked back over his shoulder, still smiling from ear to ear. Welcome to my humble home of abode, you fine thing you, he said. Meanwhile, Debbie would have been cracking up with laughter at all of that. But then, Clancy pushed the door open, slowly. But he was not looking inside the house. Instead, he was to be looking at the two of them there, laughing hysterically in the front yard. Well, Debbie was laughing much harder than Devon at this point. But then, the smile fell off of Debbie's face like a ton of bricks as she screamed out loud while covering her mouth with her hand. Just like this, her knees buckled beneath her frame. Clancy's first reaction was to run to his wife's aid, but Devon was already there and helping her up. That, coupled with the loud noise coming from within the house, all surprised, Clancy tried to coordinate his legs with his thoughts, but to no avail. His legs slid out from under him. He fell backward in a twisting motion across the handrail, which ran by the side of the steps. Devon was just in time to push back against his shifting weight, preventing him from falling over the rail, which could easily have spilled a tragedy for them. The sight that greeted him when Clancy looked inside the house appeared to him more or less like a bouncing, bubbling blob with grinning white teeth. Debbie was still down on the pavement with her legs buckled beneath her. Clancy tried to recompose himself somewhat, then ran to help her up. Are you okay? he asked. By this time, the crowd was steadily streaming out of the front door and was converging around Debbie. One by one, those faces began to take on names and became familiar to each of them. There were the Okeanas, the Logans, Miss Johnson, and the rest of the clans. They all were there. What are you doing here? asked Debbie. Devon, meanwhile, would have been trying to ignore Clancy's inquiring eyes directing queries at him. What's going on here? he asked, but no response was to be coming back. Let's get her inside, said Mistress Myrtle, who was by now actively taking charge of the situation. I am all right, said Debbie. I am all right. Why are all these people here? She was obviously a bit self-conscious. Her place was in no shape to be entertaining strangers, and she herself was no better off in that regard. Well, so she thought. Don't worry, honey. Everything is going to be just fine, her mother assured her. Debbie would have walked up to the front door steps, being supported by Clancy on the one side of her and Devon on the other. Upon entering the living room, she quickly noticed the differences. The place was in immaculate condition. Fresh paint on the wall, brand new kitchen counter and the cabinets, new stove and refrigerator too. Paintings hanging on the walls, including her favorite family portraits. She quickly dismissed the helpers. Those who was to be there holding her back 
rather than bearing her hop while she was walking around and surveying the house. It looked nothing like she had seen it before, but she was more than pleased with what she had seen so far. Her chief point of interest though was the studio space across the hall. She would have pointed her nose in that direction, her mother in tow. It was breathtaking. All that adherence to details in the outlines and texture, right on down to the very clock on the wall, was to have left no doubt in her mind that this was all her mother's doings. Well, along with her many helpers, of course. Whose idea was this? She asked as she mounted the stairs up towards the second floor where three bedrooms lay nestled on either side of a short carpeted passageway with the bathroom wedged in beside one of those bedrooms to the backside of the house. It all looked like something out of one of those modern homes magazines. But the bathroom was what she really went up there to see and it didn't disappoint one bit. It was breathtaking, a whirlpool bathtub beside a neck-high frosted glass shower chamber. Marble stone tiles, gold and white faucet, toilet and basin. Thank you, ma'am, she said as she fell on her mother's neck and hugged her. It's not my doings, dear. Well, not just mine. It was a team effort. But don't be concerning yourself with that now. Just enjoy it with your husband and family, which, as I can see, it's growing, said Mistress Myrtle, while patting her on the baby bump and rubbing it in shallow circles somewhat like this. Let's go join the others, she said. That's it, my friends. That's it for this episode of the story. I thank you for lending me your ear chime again. Come join us next time when we shall bring you yet another episode. Until then, be good to yourselves. Read a book and then another. There are love letters to you and me and them, my brother, my sister, my friends. Be sure to bookmark this page and tell a friend about it. Or a foe, we can use him too. Until next time, I remain your very best of friend, E.K., the writing help, and I am out.